0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of A Time Such As This. I'm super excited for this new series um, because it's something that is very dear to my heart in a weird way. Um, It's something that is very important to talk about and something that I think Christian circles need to talk about more, and that is anxiety. As you know by now, for those of you that have been listening for a while and who know me personally, you know that anxiety is something that I struggle with um and i have for probably about 5 years now um that's when i officially received my diagnosis um and you know as i was um just asking around seeing what people wanted me to talk about on the podcast someone said anxiety and i was like you know what like that's a good idea i've done one episode here and there about it but i think diving deep into what it is what it's like um how that relates, how mental health and specifically anxiety relates to faith. And all of that would be super helpful for people. A, for people who don't have anxiety so that they can kind of know and understand and and honestly be more empathetic with those that do have it because it's hard to empathize with something you don't, you know, know much about. Um, But then also for those that do have it, to know that they're not alone, to know that someone else is going through it with them, but also... um. You know, to have a resource, to have a person that they can go to and be like, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I think I might have. Or how do you deal with it? It's just, you know, informational and helpful and obviously keeping things centered around Jesus. Um, So that's what I'm really excited about for for this series. Um, In this first episode, I really just want to talk about anxiety in general, kind of explain to you my experience with it, because I know a lot of people experience anxiety in different ways, Um, and kind of talk about what anxiety is, what it's like having a um, anxiety disorder, specifically mine is generalized anxiety disorder, Um, which sounds super basic, but it's actually super annoying. (laughs) But I'll go into that. Um, So we'll just pray really quick and then we will get into this conversation. Dear Jesus, I thank you so much for today. God, I thank you for just your purposes that you have for our lives, for waking us up and for choosing to um, use us and, and have us part of your family. God, I just ask that you would guide this conversation, Lord, that you would guide this series, Lord, that you would help us to know that you love us and that you are in control. And Lord, I pray for those who don't know about anxiety, who haven't experienced it before, who don't understand it, God, I pray that you would help them um, to gain a, a deeper understanding, Lord, of what's what it's like, Lord, and um, I pray that they would never have to experience it. And Lord, for those that do have anxiety, Lord, I pray for great comfort for them, Lord. I pray that you would be the crutch that they lean on, Lord, the, the solid foundation that they build their lives on for moments like that, God. And I pray, Lord, that you would surround them with people who love you, who could be support systems for them in those moments. And God, I pray just overall, Lord, that you'd fill us up with your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you'd bring us closer to you and that you would help us to just have a desire to do the things that you've called us to do. In Jesus name, amen. Okay, so now let's talk about anxiety. So there is a ton of mental health issues that can occur. Um, In psychology, there's this thing called the DSM. It's the Diagnostic Statistic Manual. I think that's what DSM stands for. And basically, in the DSM is every issue ever. Not ever, but they've kind of written a lot of them down that they've researched and understood. And there's, like, categories and all kinds of stuff. And um, they use it to diagnose people because there's certain criteria in order to obviously have a diagnosis. You have to show certain symptoms. Um but for the sake of this series, we're just gonna be talking about anxiety and there's a few different anxiety specific disorders. Could you try again? Um no Siri, we're not trying again. She listens to me sometimes, okay? And I don't know how she thought I was talking to her. But anyways Um, There's a few different types of anxiety. There's a few different ways that it kind of shows up. And um, two specifically is diagnosable, you know, disorder type anxiety. And the other one is just like situational. And so most people in their lives will experience some sort of situational anxiety, whether it's test anxiety, you know, you get butterflies in your stomach, you feel kind of nauseous before you take a test or um, some people get anxious when they drive or whatever. There's situational anxiety where certain things make you feel a little off. Um, or there's, you know, social anxiety where huge crowds just, you don't like that. It makes you anxious. That's situational. Um, that is very different. I do want to make and clarify that that is very different from people who have disordered anxiety. Um, it's called a disorder for a reason. It's out of order. It's not something that would make sense as to why this person is feeling that way. Um, because it makes sense that tests would freak people out. You know, a lot is riding on this test. It could be your whole grade. It could be your GPA, whatever. Um, it could be getting a driver's license or getting into a new job there. Of course, that's going to be causing a little anxiety or a little stress, you know? Um, but disordered anxiety is something different. It, a lot of times it has to do with trauma or chemicals in your brain that are off or a mixture of the two. Um, obviously, you know, with mental health, it's hard to track, but it, there is like hereditary dispositions towards it. So if it runs in your family, you might be predisposed to getting that. And that goes into this whole nature virtu- versus nurture debate within psychology of, Oh, is it, Were you born like that? Is it because of how you were raised? Blah, blah, blah. And I think a lot of times it's both. Um, My grandma has anxiety. My aunt has anxiety. My cousin has anxiety. My mom has anxiety. So I think I was just naturally predisposed to it. But then you add on some things that, you know, I've gone through in my life. And it kind of just came out. Um, You know, there were little signs here and there when I was growing up. But ultimately it came to its ultimate State Um, The climactic point was in my senior year of high school where it just got super bad. Um, That's another story for another time. But that's really one of the main points that I want to make clear is that situational anxiety is very different from disordered anxiety. Um, And it's important to understand that um, because if you are on the side of um, situational anxiety to people that have disordered anxiety when you try to, you know, oh yeah, I've had anxiety before. Yeah, I totally get it. I totally understand. It's like you actually you don't. Um it's very very different. Um and that's okay that you don't. Like I'm actually grateful that people don't understand. Um because I I don't wish this on anybody. Um but I think that that's an important um kind of Point to make an important thing that people need to know is that it's different. Um, But speaking about disordered anxiety in particular, um, like I said, there's a few different ways that anxiety can show up when we're talking about disordered anxiety specifically. So, as I mentioned, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. So, that is exactly what it sounds like it's generalized. So, it's not like Um, there's a certain trigger or there's something specific that makes me anxious. It's literally, I just start having anxiety out of nowhere. Um, I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes having an anxiety attack. I am sitting, chilling on the couch, reading a book or scrolling on my phone and then I have an anxiety attack. I'm driving, absolutely fine, listening to music. I'm having an anxiety attack. You know, it's just very, it's generalized. There are things and stresses that can come that can increase the amount of anxiety and the frequency of those panic and anxiety attacks. But again, it's not something specific where it's like, Oh, every time this happens, I get anxious. There are times when I'm not anxious at all about certain things. And then there are other times when those certain things make me anxious. Um, And so that's kind of what it's like for someone with generalized anxiety disorder. And I remember coming across this post that I saved, um, that kind of talks about, um, this anxiety and, uh, let me try to find it really quick. If I can, I should have had this prepared, but I didn't. Um, okay, here it is. So, uh, basically this post is someone that runs an account that talks about anxiety a lot and she talked about some of the scariest anxiety and panic attack symptoms that she'd experienced I had experienced eight out of ten of the ones that she had talked about um so I'm not going to read those ones but it was interesting to see and to be able to have something written down of what I experienced to kind of share with people and say hey like this is what it's like um one was nocturnal panic attacks so waking up abruptly, sweating, rapid heart rate trembling, shortness of, shortness of breath heavy breathing or hyperventilating flushing, chills, sense of impending doom um, yes, that happens not frequently thankfully but that is a regular occurrence as far as when my anxiety is in a bad spot wake up in the middle of the night my heart is just like pounding a million miles a minute and I'm sweating. I feel like I can't breathe all this stuff. Um, the next one is shortness of breath, feeling like I couldn't take a full breath and would gasp excessively. Um, felt like I couldn't get enough air. Sometimes it also made me feel like I was choking. This happens a lot. Sometimes it feels like my throat's closing up. Um, sometimes it feels like there's something in my throat that is allowing me or not allowing me to breathe. Um, Sometimes it feels like it's hard to swallow, like my throat isn't big enough. Like, it just, it's interesting. The next one is depersonalization or derealization. Um, It says, I would go days with feeling like I was dreaming and watching life unfold behind a cloud. Um, You could look up that as well, and that's pretty accurate to what it feels like. It it just feels like, um, it feels like nothing is real. Like, you're just going day to day and nothing is real. Like, you look at your hand and you look at your reflection and you're like, what is this? Like, it's very hard to explain, but it's also very freaky. I remember one time I was laying in my bed in my dorm room and I was just moving around in the middle of the night, half asleep. And I put my own hand on, um, my leg in the middle of the night and it felt like it was someone else. And I know that sounds wild. And that was a time when, you know, I was going to therapy and getting help. Um, But it was just a symptom of anxiety. I was anxious and it just made me feel out of place and like things just weren't right. It was just, it's really weird. Thankfully though, um, the whole like feeling like that wasn't me thing, like that hasn't happened in a long time, um, actually since that moment. But sometimes it does feel like life isn't real. And it's just, I'm just going throughout the motions and nothing's real. Like it feels weird. Anyways, emotional numbness. I had a hard time feeling any type of emotion, whether that be happy or sad. And it says this is also a side effect of the depersonalization. It just feels like numbness. There's, it just feels like nothing's going on. People would tell me happy things. I wouldn't feel happiness. People tell me sad things. I would not feel sad. Um, And that's a symptom of an anxiety disorder. And then heart palpitations and chest pain made me want to clutch my chest, jump and run, and closely monitor my heart rate. It, when I didn't know I had anxiety, um, and I was just figuring it out for the first time, I sincerely thought that I was having a heart attack or that I had something wrong with my heart. Um, and I have an Apple Watch now, and even to this day when I'm having an anxiety attack, I will use the ECG on my Apple Watch and the heart rate monitor Um, and I, it, because it just, it feels, it feels real, even though I talk myself out of it and I remind myself of the truth, like, no, Taylor, you are a healthy young woman. It's just your anxiety. Um, but I just share all of those things to kind of give you guys an inside look at, you know, what it's like to have a disordered, have disordered anxiety and to live with it every single day. Um, it's not fun. And for those of you that kind of know me and know my journey, another thing that comes with anxiety is is issues with food. And I am a small person as it is. Like the most I've ever weighed is like 118 and that was for like a couple months. But I stick around the 110 area. And with anxiety, like my appetite is gone. I don't eat, I'm not hungry, and I just lose weight super quick. My metabolism is already fast, so that doesn't help either. Um, and that was kind of like the catalyst that kind of eventually triggered me going to the doctor to see what was wrong. Cause I was literally, I kid you not a hundred pounds at that point. Um, and so it's, I say all of those things again, just so that people could kind of get an idea. I, I'm not here asking for people to feel bad for me. I am not, I know that the Lord is with me no matter what. And I know that I thankfully have a support system and I know that the Lord is at work. And I know what his word says and it's a battle of our minds. That doesn't make it less hard. Don't get me wrong. It is very difficult sometimes and there are days when I wish I didn't have to deal with this. Um, But when we come at things from a perspective of um, suffering and how can this make me more like Jesus. I I can tell you that anxiety in that sense has been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Because it has caused and created a deep reliance upon the Lord that I would never have if I didn't have anxiety because there are moments when I don't have my family around I don't have the people that bring me comfort around me and it's just me and God at that point which is the best thing it could be but it took me a while to realize that and I've been to therapy twice um which I highly highly recommend to everyone even if you don't have any mental health anything I 100% recommend Um, but I, I realized that once talking through with her and she was a Christian, the second one, I think the first one was too, but we didn't really talk much about that. But the second one for sure was, and she is the greatest therapist on the face of the earth. Um, she helped me out so much and was so filled with the Holy spirit. But one thing she just reminded me is without actually saying Philippians four, eight, she didn't even realize that she was quoting that, but She was telling me, uh, Philippians 4.8 says, Brothers and sisters, think on things that are true, noble, all of these different things. And it talks about all of these attributes of things that we should think upon and, and move our mind to. And she was reminding me, you know, Taylor, whenever these thoughts come, you have to ask yourself, is this true? Is this accurate? Is this a trustworthy thing? You know, can you believe the thoughts that you're having are they based upon anything? Are they based on truth? Are they based on reality? And a lot of times they're not. You know, like, like I said, when I, when I sincerely thought I was having a heart attack, I wasn't. Because I'm still here to this day, praise the Lord. And I'm fine. You know, because that, that was a lie that my mind was telling me. And so that is kind of how I've grown closer to the Lord is by suffering and is by dealing with this thing that follows me around and I never know when it's going to come. I trust that the Lord will take care of me when it does become an issue and when I am um, having an anxiety attack. And obviously some days are better than others. Some days I am great at trusting the Lord and some days I'm not. And it's a learning process and I'm going to continue to learn how to cope and how to manage it um, for the rest of my life because I don't believe that it's going away. And that's okay, you know? Like I said, I believe that it has been such a blessing in my life in a way that I can't describe because it's brought me closer to the Lord. And ultimately, it's kept me humble. I mean... I always tell people when I talk about my testimony again, this is an episode one, two, I'm not going to give my whole testimony here, but you can listen to it in the first episode. But, um, I was a very like prideful person and I found all my identity in the things that I did. I found them in my grades, in my sports in what people thought of me and what my teachers thought in the awards that I was getting. And, um, slowly God was chipping that away, but it wasn't until I started having really bad anxiety that all of that got stripped away. I quit my sports. My grades started to fall. I didn't really care what people thought anymore because I was so anxious. And I was honestly, I I did have a little bit of depression at the time, which has gone away. Thank the Lord. But all of the things that I found my identity in were stripped away at that point. And then I had to ask myself and realize like, what do you have now? You don't have anything. And through my anxiety, the Lord has used it to show me who I was, show me who he is, um and comfort me in the midst of that. And I remember praying so specifically when I was at Baylor and I was in my dorm and I was fed up with this anxiety. I said, Lord, why do I have this? Why do you allow me to continue to suffer? I prayed and asked you to take away my depression and you did, but why is my anxiety staying here? And he gave me this verse in first, I think it's first or second Corinthians, but it just talks about how, um, with the comfort that we receive from God, we will be able to comfort other people. And, um, I remember praying that one night and waking up the next morning with that verse specifically on my mind. And I went and I looked up what that verse was. God gave me, I kid you not the exactly where it was. And I looked it up and I was like, Oh my gosh. That's, this is insane. God answered my prayer and just told me, you know, Taylor, like I'm allowing you to keep this because I'm going to bring you closer to me. I'm going to comfort you. And then you're going to be able to comfort other people. And that's honestly my heart behind this podcast is I want to be able to take the things that the Lord has taught me and share them with people. And I think that a lot of times, especially when it comes to mental health and anxiety, Is it's not something that a lot of people honestly feel comfortable talking about because it makes them feel weak and I've been there. I uh, coming from the person who was prideful and found their self worth in accomplishments. You know, you don't want to associate yourself with weakness. But the Lord says, and, and Paul says this, but obviously it's God's word that when we are weak, then we are actually made strong because. Christ's power rests on us. And when we admit that we're weak and we lay those weaknesses at the Lord, it's through those weaknesses that God's power is made perfect and that he is glorified. And then God uses that for our good and for our benefit. And so, you know, I think when people talk about how does mental health mix with faith and, and why doesn't the church talk about it? And, you know, blah, 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 all these questions. I think that if we just started talking about it more, And we realized that it's actually a, you know, a pretty unique way of, of coming closer to the Lord. It would, it would change things. Um, and that's again, why I want to be talking about this, why I want to, um, have this series because I want people who don't know about it to know about it and to understand. And I want people who do have it to be able to feel like they're not alone and that they can have a flourishing relationship with the Lord in the midst of it. Because me having anxiety does not mean that I am without faith. It does not mean that my relationship with God is lacking. It does not mean that I don't know Jesus. Because I do. <laughs> and I do have a relationship with the Lord. And the Holy Spirit does live in live inside of me. But I know these things because I was brought so low that the Lord himself built me up. And has allowed my anxiety to stay to as a reminder of that. And so I think it's just about shifting our perspective and and not seeing people with anxiety as people who are weak but coming alongside them and supporting them because honestly there's been plenty of times when people have come through for me people who loved the Lord and came alongside me and were the brothers and sisters in Christ that they are called to be that we're called to be they were the church to me they were the body they they lifted me up when I was low And that is something that is so beautiful to be able to experience. And again, I wouldn't have if I didn't have what I have. And so I just want to, you know, end this first episode by just encouraging you that that has anxiety. Those of you that have it, you're not alone. And there are people who genuinely care about you and want to help you. And if you don't have someone like that in your life, I would love to be that person. We could go through this together. We could pray about it. Um, I could point you to scriptures that I read over and over, over my life prayers that I say when I am having anxiety, things that we could use to recenter ourselves. And I'm in no way claiming to be a therapist and you should actually like a hundred percent actually go see one, um, because it's important and super helpful and even take medicine if that's what's necessary. Um, but know that God, God loves you. He cares for you. He wants to walk with you in the midst of this and be your comfort. And for those of you that don't have anxiety, be patient with us, please just hear us out. Don't try to fix it because you're not going to be able to fix it. Just letting you know right now, help us by just being there. Ask what we need. How can I, a great question that I appreciate is what can I do for you? How can I help you? Sometimes all I need is someone to just physically be there and sit next to me. That's it. And sometimes I want someone to just hear me out without making me feel like I'm crazy. Because sometimes it might sound a little wild to someone who's never experienced it before. But just knowing that someone is going to sit without judgment, hearing what I have to say, that means a lot. And again, it's different for every person. That's why it's so important to think before you speak. Be patient. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. And allow the person... um that has the anxiety to let you know what they need and it's important to ask um, because a lot of times with our anxiety like we're not going to just come out and say like hey can you do this for me I've gotten to the point where I'm in with certain people I can say hey especially my mom hey mom I'm feeling kind of anxious will you just sit with me or will you talk to me to distract me um, that's another thing. Like sometimes I just need someone just to talk with me, to take my mind off of the physical symptoms that I'm having or to go on a drive with me. Um, so for those of you that don't have it, just ask, just be patient. Just ask, especially and when we're talking about anxiety, be sensitive. Um, yeah, that's pretty much, I think the best course of action in supporting someone that has it um be patient and just ask questions um i have appreciated more so when people ask questions and they they try to understand um instead of the people who act like they do know and who act like they do understand Um, but i just i really want this to be a series that is both educational that is supportive to those who have it, um, but also that that glorifies God for what he can do through it. And so I just want to end by saying uh, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this series. And if you have any questions, if you have any concerns, if you need someone to talk to, please, please, please reach out to me. Go to a time such as this podcast on Instagram um, and you'll find my personal Instagram on there. You can message me at either one but I I want to be there for people. Or if, you know, I can't help you, I know people that can, and I would love to point you in the direction of someone who could. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, I'm super excited for the rest of them. So keep looking out. Every episode will be up every week on Thursdays. So um, yeah, get excited.